Yo, check this out. My name is Ezra Hill, and right now, I'm introducing you to my podcast. It's called Hill of Beans. It's a podcast about nothing and everything. My co-host Casey and I are going to be breaking down life from the perspective of two Midwestern middle-aged minds. We're not experts, just ordinary everyday people like you trying to navigate this vessel called life. And these waters can get rough. Our goal is to help keep you on course without having to abandon ship. So, I hope you'll enjoy our episodes. You just might find them inadvertently interesting and informative. And hopefully it'll amount to more than a hill of beans. Welcome to the Hill of Beans Podcast, and thanks for listening. I am Ezra Hill, here with Casey. Casey, what's shaking in the world of oh my gosh. Uh, hill of beans? Well... So, sorry, I wasn't paying attention, but I'm actually on my phone, and I was going to give you an update that we, what countries Hill of Bean is in, where oh, listeners so are coming we're from. we're still global? Well, they just provided the update that we are obviously in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We have listeners, Canada, oh. Australia. Good day. Put another shrimp on I the body. King- <laughs> I love kangaroos. <laughs> Does right? it say like how many listeners in Australia no. or just one person accidentally? Clicked? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the UK and then Sweden and Germany. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how many like little countries there are. Oh, yeah, man. There's a lot. There's a lot that I don't even know about. Yeah, I would fail a geography test right now. Yeah. Do you think the world is round or flat? Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, it's round. I don't I it's round. I cannot I don't understand where these people come from thinking the world is flat. Like I don't get it. How could you I don't know. I mean, look at a freaking picture from the moon. I know. They and there's also being people lied that, to. Well, there's people that say we've never been on the moon. And yeah, it's a, a conspiracy or a lie. Which I don't believe. I think we have been on the moon. I don't oh, they're saying that. that's not the moon? No, they're saying it's the moon, but they they say we've never landed on the moon. Like the whole thing when we were, when Neil Armstrong and all so that So when the, the, uh, the American flag was put. Correct, which you They're can, saying was not real? Correct. There's people that believe which that. Which would be, they're saying a conspiracy. Yeah, and people believe that the world is flat, which I don't understand. I think people just want to argue. Yeah, yeah. They just want to believe. Like you say, red, they're gonna say white. Okay, here's here's one thing that pops. If the world was flat, mm-hmm. would where would airplanes go? <laughs> right. If you're flying, say you're flying from California to Asia, uh-huh. and you're gonna go across what is that? The Pacific. Yeah. Let's see, I would say fail geography. <laughs> okay. Look, and I don't if even you know. F- I just said, yeah. Where, so if the world's just flat. Just say the ocean. <laughs> if the world's flat, where do these planes go? Do they go into space and go under the flatness and right. come back? Right. And I don't, I just. So basically here, they're saying we're like the shape of a shuffleboard. Yeah, like square or something. And they, I don't, I watched a documentary one time about this. Yeah. Because I was like, I wanted to, you know, dive in and see the way these people think. And so, you know, some of them can be convincing, mm-hmm. you know, they're master manipulators. Uh, and some of them I'm like, do they really think the world's flat or are they just doing this to get attention? Yeah. And, you know, they have seminars and all this. They're like, they get a lot of followers in that. Yeah. There's There's like a a whole club. Yeah. But what was in, what was most interesting in this documentary was they tried different experiments 
to prove the world is flat and every single experiment <laughs> failed. <laughs> so they can't prove they everything they try and do it fails, so they have no proof. There, it's just a theory that they can't prove. But then when you go to science, science can prove yeah. the world is round. I wonder who came up with the theory. <sighs> just laying in bed one night and man was like, wait, I know this is a flat world. I didn't know it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess they think that all of our uh, space technology, uh, satellite space, I guess they all think it's rigged or something mm. because – you can clearly see from satellite photos and that, that the world is round mm-hmm. um, and it rotates on an axis. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see all this. Like, right. I don't understand. Yeah, how would the sun in night and day work if we were flat? I don't know. I don't, I, I forget what they said about that, <laughs> but they, yeah, it's uh, it's very, um, it's a very interesting thing, theory, but it just doesn't make any sense to me and it doesn't add up. They have yet to prove, be able to prove it. Yeah. We could go on and on about, you know, what people believe and don't believe. And so whether the world is round or flat, Hill of Beans is global. Yes, we are. I mean, I'm, I was like, wow, that's crazy. So to our foreign listeners, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, I'm waving at you right now. You cannot see me, but I am waving. And if you're, uh, if you live somewhere like Australia or something and you think the world's flat, please mm-hmm. let us know. If you have a really cool place <laughs> and you want us to come visit it. Oh, yeah. Let us know. Maybe we could take Hill of Beans on the road. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If and you have something really cool that we need to see, let us know. I'll go to Australia. Oh, yeah. Kangaroo yeah, Jack. I got a passport that I've never <laughs> used before. What? Why yeah. What did you get it for? Well, I had, I, um, had this plan to go to Belize with some mm, people nice. but the other people didn't get their passports in time so the whole trip oh, fell through no was it last minute I mean I had a I well I did already have my path because I got a because I had had people ask me to go on vacations before out of the country mm-hmm. but I couldn't because I didn't have passports so I'm like dude the next time that comes up mm-hmm. I'm gonna be ready so I got my passport yeah uh, but I have yet to use it yeah you gotta go to Jamaica so I'm passport ready Jamaica yeah okay it's so fun. Oh, so you you've been there? I have. One time or? Um. Yes, Jamaica once. So is it is Jamaica like what they say it is, where everybody's just sitting around smoking weed and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And funny. for our listeners out there, I just yeah. want them to know that I've smoked a little bit of marijuana in the past in my past, but I've never smoked pot or weed. <laughs> So listen to this. Honestly, like you get off the plane and then they have your like bus or whatever you get on that. And I kid you not, we're there. Um, This was we went there for our honeymoon. And uh, the guy that is standing on the bus to welcome us on the bus, you know, is holding out these, you know, what to me looked like cigarettes. (laughs) wanting us to purchase and i'm like why is he just like why aren't those cigarettes in a box (laughs) (laughs) my husband goes babe nah that's weed (laughs) i was like oh oh that's what that smell is okay and then um so that was like everywhere um but then uh on our way home i was like super excited about so we had an amazing time p.s but on our way home i did get my shoe bag swiped 
Oh. Oh, yeah. And Aaron kept saying, now, whatever you do. Like, did it happen, like, it was my carry In front on. of you? Oh, okay. And we sat down at a bar in the airport. Oh. Right. And he was like, do not set that down there. I'm like, it'll be fine. Shit you not. 15 minutes go by and that sucker is gone. <laughs> so, keep, ladies, keep your shoe bag close and your purse. I don't know. I'm sure that's anywhere you go, but it was a good time. You got to go for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I'm ready to use the passport. I just got to think of where I'm going to go. Yeah, let, we need to plan a, a so big old fun trip. Global, yeah. Global Us, listeners. all our friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would totally be awesome. That would be fun. We could and get we a big group. We could record on while we're on vacation. On the road. Yeah, we'll go live. Yeah, in Jamaica. In Jamaica. While we're smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so listen to this. I've been like feeling truly inspired lately. Like, do you ever get in those moods like where you feel like inspired by people or a person like you cross oh, yeah. paths or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like anybody like specifically that inspires you or, or and I'm sure that changes at different times in your life, but have you, is there anybody for you? Um, yeah, like, you know, to people I listen to that motivate me and inspire me to two of my two people that I love are uh, Tony Robbins. Mm. You probably heard yeah. him, right? And, and Jordan Peterson. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Um, those two guys really, you know, they've got, they've got the facts and they can back up what they say and they can really get me, get me out of a funk Yeah. because there's times in my life where I've struggled with depression and, and those types of things. And, uh, those two guys, um, they've really helped me out and helped me get where I am today. Now, okay. obviously I don't know them. Mm -hmm. Um, don't you kind of feel like the, that person that inspires you that you do? Like if, if it's somebody like that, like a celebrity or somebody out there that they are so good at what they do and passionate that you feel connected, right? Yeah. You do. I do. Yeah. And you're like, I, I could hang out with them. Yeah. Because they give, they give great advice and information that anyone can use regardless of your class or status or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, now, another person that inspires me locally that I do know mm -hmm. is a guy by the name of Reverend Charles Harrison. Okay. Do you know him? I do know of him. Yes. Um, he is, he headed up this program called the Indianapolis 10 point coalition in, in Indianapolis. Obviously. Okay. And basically what they do is they go out into, uh, high violent gun violence areas, what mm -hmm. they call hotspots. Mm. And they try to deter gun violence. Um, and I volunteered with this organization for like two years. So I went out with them, you know, and it's tough um, because you, you see these young kids, man, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old kids out there, shooting each other mm -hmm. and it's um very sad very sad i mean i saw a 15 year old kid uh get shot he died in the street uh i witnessed another shooting you know and these kids when you talk to them out in uh these you know high poverty 
minority communities, they mm. just have no hope. And they're just like, you know, they're like, we know we're probably not going to live to be 25. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just, they're looking for hope. They don't even need, yeah. they don't even know what they, I mean, I think they know kind of what they don't have. Oh, but yeah. I don't, I feel like they don't feel like they're going to ever have that. So that's when they, you know. Yeah. They just basically, a lot of them feel their only option is to go to the streets because a lot of times their parents don't give a shit about them. Yeah. And it's, it's very sad. It is sad. And, very sad. Um, you know, and, and what I think stuck with me the most when the, the 15 year old kid got shot, I think it was, over, I think he stole a gun or something from somebody and they retaliated. Uh, what stuck with me the most was that they, when we were there, because we were patrolling within our zone, because we have boundaries that we, because you can't patrol everywhere. Mm-hmm. And basically, when I say patrol, you walk around, you engage these kids, talk to them. If you see any conflict, you try to resolve it, right? Mm-hmm. Which probably, they, they work with the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department in a partnership. Okay. But most police departments probably discourage that because they don't want you getting involved in conflict. Because, you know, there were times when I, I felt like I wasn't in a good, safe area. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you're the only white guy in this type of situation, sometimes you feel a little uneasy. Mm-hmm. So it was a good dose for me of what it's like for a African-American or a minority to be around all white people you know Mm -hmm. you get this feeling of hey i don't fit in here you know and and and, uh you know you don't get treated the same sometimes so this this um pastor that or reverend right he he's the one that put this together and and you started to become a part of it and that's why he he inspires you yeah and sorry i got a little sidetracked there what what i remember most about when that kid got shot we, we were one block over, and it was around the 4th of July. And so, you know, when you're – we thought maybe it was fire. We heard gunshots. We were, like, one block over. And, and I was like, well, maybe that those are fireworks. And then one guy I was with, he's like, no, I'm pretty sure those are gunshots. So we walk over, and then, you know, here comes the police – and his kids laying out in the street and he just got killed. Hmm. And what remember what I remember the most was all these other little kids around, like watching all this. Mm-hmm. And some of them were crying upset. And so, you know, oh, wow. it uh it's very humbling in a in a in a in a shocking way to see that these little kids are witnessing this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. this violence, and it's absolutely terrible and i remember this kid crying and he turns around and he just starts walking and he's like i i could tell he was just so confused because he just didn't understand what was going on it was heartbreaking Mm -hmm. you know and but that's in everyone that i patrolled with on my teams they all have relatives that have been murdered it's like they're friends it's like so common in those types of areas and it's just tragic but to them it's like normal mm-hmm. yeah it you becomes know? their normal but yes mm-hmm. back to Reverend Harrison because he has this endless pursuit of trying to get this stuff to stop mm-hmm. and you know he's he'll we should maybe have him on as a guest sometime mm, let's do it because he'll tell it how it is you know okay. he's not politically correct no BS he'll just tell it straight like it is what it's like Living in that community, 
how it is, you know, and he'll tell you the reasons why those things happen and how to how to try and stop it, you know. But I think because it's such a difficult situation, you know, that these guys are in trying to prevent that, you know, it's like a mentoring type program. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's just extremely difficult. And I admire his determination Mm -hmm. to not give up because my experience with it is it's frustrating as hell because it's like it doesn't matter what you do. It's like every time you turn around, somebody's getting murdered, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, what the hell? Right. And, and that's never going. So the pursuit and his dedication from what I'm hearing from you is, uh, consistent. And it's sad because not one person is going to be able to change this world. Correct. And so you, it's going to take an army with that same mindset yeah. to make big waves. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's he's another individual that I know. You know, he's a reverend, so he's he's religious, and you know he's always got good thing, good positive things to say, even to these young guys that are losing hope. You know, and it's good to see, and we need more guys mm-hmm. like him in the world. Well, hopefully he's sure. he's inspiring others the way he's inspired you, and that that's become contagious. Yeah. So, what about you? Me? Oh. So I do, I have, you know, um, obviously first and foremost, who inspires me are my parents. Um, and I'm not just saying that because that's easy or, you know, it's immediately right around me. But if I package something in a hole from the time I was born to where I am now in my life, I've always looked up to them and they've had inspiration in my life because they never gave up on me. And they showed me when I was young, um, the things I didn't know that you don't know in this world. And then they supported me when I was trying to figure out the things I should do or didn't do or got in trouble or, you know, just figuring life out, but just role models as in parenting, love and commitment and hard work, hard work. They, they were both very, very hard workers. And, um, my dad was always, um, creative and inventive. And so is my mom. Um, and they, they were very much like, uh, with me, they, they would always say like, listen, the best, if you can go out and find something you're passionate about, there isn't anything you can't do with that commitment to that passion. And you don't have to be employed by somebody. You can be employed by yourself if you really care about your passion that much and take it to the next level. So they they made me very strong mentally as far as that I didn't have to go to work for somebody. And they always wanted me to kind of put myself out there and try new things. Um, But they wanted to see commitment and they taught, they did that in their actions. I saw commitment no matter what business startup they did or anything they did, they were always committed. Whether it failed or not, they were always committed. So they inspire me a lot. Another one, um, and you know what? Here's another thing, and we can talk about this on another episode, but my, my dad right now is um, battling cancer and he's you know stage four and just in his resilience and his attitude and the way he's handling it and 
you know, I've thought before, if I was in that situation, could I be as strong as him? Would I respond the way he does? Could I function the way he does? Could I be as positive as he is? I now know that I can because I've got to witness the way he is, right? Because I, I, I don't think until I've seen it that I probably would have, but now I'm seeing it. So our actions, just like, you know, the Reverend you're speaking about, actions do speak louder than words. When oh, you yeah. actually see it and you see the consistency and the dedication, it inspires you and you want to do that. And you know, you can, because you've seen it and you hope and you inspire to be like those people. The other one that it, this is more on a superficial level <laughs> is uh, Lisa Vanderpump. So I, I, and I know I haven't really told our listeners out there or a lot of our friends, but, and I know, you know, but I've been working on a bar project and oh, yeah. I've been wanting to open up this um, bar and we're not going to tell the, the listeners where, but it is in Greenwood in our hometown. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and we just closed on the property a couple weeks ago. So we got through that. Um, and then now we're onto the designs, the food, the fun stuff. Right. But Lisa Vanderpump is just also another, um, she's just kick ass. She's so very strong in her leadership and business. Um, she's always doing startups. She's in multiple industries and she can, she's committed to everything she does. I don't know if you guys watch Vanderpump rules or, uh, she's been on all kinds of stuff, but she is a really, really good role model to me as far as what it looks to be, what it looks like to be dedicated, committed in whatever path you want to take. So those are mine. Well, totally, okay, go totally back opposite. To the, the Vanderpump. Lisa girl. Vanderpump. She lives out in California in the Hollywood. She owns, um, she owns a bunch of bars. Oh, uh-huh. she's in, she's, you name it, she's done it. And she like gives it back a lot to, um, she's very involved with animals. Like there's so much that she does, but it is her, it's just, she's just so committed to uh-huh. anything that she does. Yeah, It could be something that, you know, have you ever had an idea and it's like, you know, people aren't like loving it out of the gate. And, and you could then at that point say, all right, I'm not going to do this. This is a shitty idea. Mm-hmm. She's one of those that she can see it way past what they can see it. And through that shitty oh, yeah. stage, she's she's not going to waver and she's going to stick until it becomes something. So she's a visionary. She's a visionary. Yeah, and you then gotta, it, it happens. Yeah. If you want success, you can't half-ass it. Mm-hmm. You got to see it to the end. And that's where a lot of people fall short is they want to give up. Yeah. And see, that's what going back to Reverend Harrison it's so damn, you know, you could go out and see a kid get shot and killed and it continues to happen. And then you could very easily be like, I, I've, I can't do this anymore. I give up. I quit. It's, it's never going to change, but he doesn't have that mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's a mindset that isn't easy to have. And you have to, you have to develop it, but it's, but it's important to find people they already have that. So you Think can about learn. this. You talk about those kids. You talked about the kids that you saw down there and they have no hope, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely not. And do they have anything that inspires them? Is there anybody, right, influential in their life that is inspiring them? That is so important in those, you know, the things that you've said you've witnessed and that he does. They, they need that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I agree. We need more people stepping up and inspiring. Yeah, 
Uh, well, I'm working on my Facebook inspiration <laughs> post. <laughs> What's your next inspiration post going to be? Uh, something about, hey, here's my face. Never give up on your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so you just go nuts uh, when I go really deep like that. Well, <laughs> you know, I go, I went down a different fork in the road today. You know, I'm just feeling yeah, inspired. Multi pronged fork. And multi, yeah. But I just am in the, one of those moods where I'm realizing I wouldn't even be anywhere. If I didn't have anyone to look up to, it's yeah, so important. Um, right. You have to get your, your mind right in a sense of if you want to get out of the mundane, the status quo, if you want to get out of complacency, you got to figure out a way to do that because it's difficult. Um, it's difficult to do on your own. Also, going along with someone that inspires me, I belong to a church and there's a guy, uh, Pastor Danny Anderson. He inspires me. I've been listening to him for a long time. Uh, and he inspires me. I know that guy. You actually know him? I know that guy. His well, wife works for me. Oh, I think he told me that. Yeah, so, yeah, she's one of our, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's a guy that really um, helped me when I, and he doesn't know this, obviously, because I just... Um, I just, from listening to him, he helps get me out of a funk, a really bad funk. Mm-hmm. And he, I have told people before that I credit him to saving me, uh, on some levels because he helps keep me, keep things in perspective for me mm-hmm. and, and grounds me and humbles me. And that's very important too, mm-hmm. because a lot of people, as they achieve success, they develop um, a big head. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they get arrogant, you know, cocky. Um, and, and I can't stand that. And, and I have to be careful too. I got to make sure I don't get into that yeah. realm uh, because people can't stand that. Mm-hmm. And if you start getting arrogant and cocky, um, you you can people aren't going to want to follow you. No, You're exactly. not going to be able to inspire people mm-hmm. that way. So, fun fact. Danny Anderson married me and Aaron. Oh, he did? Lucky you, because he doesn't do weddings anymore. No, no, he wasn't at that time either. So the reason he did is he mentored my husband. Um, You remember, you know, I told you that Aaron um, had graduated with the biblical studies and was wanting to be a pastor. Um, And he did uh, some internships up at Emmanuel. But he also mentored Aaron. And that's how I met Danny. Okay. Um, and they they're good friends. And then um, his wife works with me. And then, yeah, they, they're amazing people. He's super inspiring. And, you know, there's an age gap between me and my husband. And when we first started dating, we got a lot of pushback because it was like, you know, my friends were like, why would you want to date younger? You're going to have to start over like your kids. You know, they're older or, or by the time he's this age or that age, you know, you'll be, you know, doing your own thing. Why would you mm. want to go backwards? And then. His people were saying, why would you want to marry older? She's already got some kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we were hearing both different angles. And when Danny married us, um, it was super neat because he knew the elephant in the room. And he said, you know, this, what I've learned through, you know, because me and Aaron did our due diligence and we went in and we had meetings with them and we really wanted to make sure that this was a, the right fit for us. Like we knew we loved each other, but it didn't mean it 
we did know if it meant that we should get married. So, you know, when he did his sermon during the wedding, he said, you know, I came out of the gate in this relationship thinking that, you know, these things would be an issue, the age gap or, you know, where they're at in their lives yeah. and things like that. Because society was telling you it would be. So that's exactly right. And we were hearing that. And we weren't opposed to researching that and making sure they could have been right, you know. And so we looked into that and Danny ended up saying during the wedding that he said, I do know this, that these two absolutely love each other. And if you want to put love in a box or what it looks like, and if it should come with a certain outline, what this has taught me is you don't always know what love's going to look like. And when we put it, try and put boundaries on that, sometimes you could lose that. And he, and he was emotional. We were emotional, but you know, it's so just wild. It's such a small world that you just told your story about Mr. Danny Anderson and, you know, we yeah. have a lot of great stories about him, too. He is very inspiring and very level-headed and humble. Yeah. And he doesn't. He comes at you in a non-judgmental way. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he recognizes that we're all sinners. Uh, and not to get too religious on this podcast, but religion is an important part of my life, which a lot of people probably don't know because I don't push it on other people and I don't. And I probably give off the vibe that I'm not religious, but it's very extremely important to me. And the reason the reason it is now is because of Danny, mm. uh, because he dialed me back into focusing on what's important in life. And, and that's a great story. Um, Maybe we'll get him on the show. That would be awesome. That would be awesome yeah. because he's got like I said, he's and, and you can check it. I mean, I think does he have a podcast? Yeah. I think he's got a podcast and, and he does all kinds of stuff. Probably they have a YouTube channel. They got it all. You can check yeah. it out. Uh, I highly recommend it. Even if you're not religious, a lot of what he says just applies to everyday life and how to motivate yourself. Absolutely. Uh, you know, he inspires me mm. to want to be a better person Amen. Um, and to treat others better yeah you know which is extremely difficult in this day and age because a lot and of days i'm like i want to kill that person yeah. and he's <laughs> so good at you know getting you to recognize the things that we think are wrong with us i can't explain it but like the, we are very you're normal and the things we're struggling with a lot of people are struggling with and there's nothing wrong with you it's yeah. just learning how to overcome those things or better those things exactly yeah he lets you know that you're, you're, you're an awesome person, even yeah. with the things we struggle with. Yeah. Every, I believe every human being is capable of doing great things. Um, and we all get down and we feel out and like hopeless, um, from time to time. But one of the greatest things, one of the, the greatest superpower I think that a human being has is the power to come back, mm. you know, setbacks lead to comebacks. I say yeah. that a lot. I tell that to my employees a lot because it doesn't matter what kind of shit show you got going on. Mm -hmm. You can bounce back. Yeah. You just got to take a step back and start analyzing things. And it starts with yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to look at yourself and say, what do I need to change to change my situation? That's right. Yeah. Amen to that. Look, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, this was a fun little episode. 
My, and 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 my mouth is dry. My mouth is dry too. We were talking a lot. We were talking a lot. It was deep, and then I got a Stella beer in my hand. Hey, thanks for bringing me the beer. Stella, Stella our so new you sponsor. Guys, yeah, <laughs> Stella. So uh, before Ezra got here to record, um, you know, I asked him if he would nicely bring me some beer, and he said, "Well, which one do you want, Miller or Stella?" And I said, "I like them both." Stella's my go-to beer. So I'm, I'm I'm having a Stella, and I, I highly recommend it. All right, and if you have beer suggestions, you Let can us email know. us that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. You can email us at hfbeans at gmail.com. Join us on our Facebook group, uh, Hill of Beans with Ezra and Casey. We have a good time on there, and we would love to connect with you. Peace.